to Glitching the Code. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code. I'm here with Ryan Christian from The Last American Vagabond. Um, if you haven't been to his website, go to his website and check out all the fantastic um, articles there and videos there. We share a lot of articles of his on davidike.com because he's just a wealth of information um, that you won't find anywhere else. It's incredible. Um, so go over there and check out his YouTube channels. I believe you're on your second YouTube channel. I've just got banned from Twitter today as well for for um, for for batting off a troll. Um, so I used a naughty word and got banned. That's the first ban I got, which I'm quite pleased about in a little way because I, I could do with a break from it. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so Ryan, um, just before we started recording this, I wanted to talk to you about the kind of how you feel about this because about what's going on not not necessarily the facts to start off with and what's going on let's pull apart the conspiracy because we do that in our own videos i think it's really important for us to sort of take a check and we started doing this stuff before any of this covid nonsense happened we were doing this for years i know you've probably been doing it longer than i have how are you feeling 10 months into this and still trying to dig your way out of a something that you tried to warn people about for a very long time you know, it's it's better. I mean, it, it, it's hard because I feel like we're more people than I've ever seen are are very clearly seeing that something's wrong. You know, right now, I mean, you got I mean, I mean, they're still holding on to some threads, but you got a huge faction of Trump supporters that are feeling disenfranchised. You know, people need to see that this is all, you know, the whole two party illusion. We're all being dis, you know swayed in ways. And so there's a huge kind of awakening happening, not the Q style awakening, but like legitimate awakening to the two party illusion and, you know, the covid manipulation. So it's it's kind of inspiring to see in the face of such fear and chaos and manipulation that people are actually rising above it, standing up for things. It's it's empowering. But at the same time, we all have to recognize we're on a precipice of some very dangerous things right now. And if we do not channel all of that awareness, we're, you know, we're in for a, a really bad direction forward. But I, I'm of the mindset that I, you know, I'm convinced that that's not going to happen. I'm convinced that we as, you know, whether it's, you know, Americans or anybody else in the world that we're talking about, I mean, my mind tends to go to the American mindset because I'm I'm an American broadcasting in the US, but of the world, you know, that it's it's I've never seen this like this before. And we really need to channel it. We need to rise up as a collective, not in the sense of the globalist idea, but the sense that we can see the problem together and that we have the right to take the path we want forward, you know? So it's weird. It's like one day I'm feeling very empowered and, and hopeful about where people's mindsets are. But, you know, anyway, I guess I, I trailed off there. My point was I definitely think that we will beat this, you know? And that's the mindset that we have to have. We need to believe that we are going to fight this off and we're going to stop these people. You know, the whole manifest destiny concept, you know, quantum mechanics, like, you know, manifest what you believe is going to happen. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm at right now is that we have the ability to stop it, to change it. We just need to realize that. It's hard, isn't it, when you see there's people like us that have got this and I can even see uh, elder older people getting it. My 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 father-in-law gets it, and he's in his seventies. And my dad is even questioning it. And my dad would never question anything like this. So that is is um that is really encouraging. But on the very other hand, same people in the same family, in the same household, are completely taken in by it. And I said before this, I'm writing a book about cults. It seems like a cult is kind of infiltrated a family unit, a unit of friends. Do you have people around you that completely buy into it? That you're very close with, even though they know what you do, and then there's someone else that you're equally as close with that completely gets it it completely pulls people apart at the seams doesn't it yeah it's really unnerving you i mean you, you more than you know you cut you hit right close to home literally right so my my mother is a huge believer in my show my work what i do which is common you know <laughs> for her mother to support her son but she really deeply believes in the in the logic and the information as well as my grandmother um my my stepdad on the other hand is hand lock stock and barrel we're all gonna die wear your mask every second of the day like it's it's unnerving and what's interesting is he's actually a republican so my and my brother mm. who's also a republican both of them hardcore trump supporters so imagine that dynamic where it's just <laughs> inside the family but he is adamantly on the other side of that argument with me where you know that there's lies being told it's almost an entire illusion doesn't necessarily mean that there's not something there i'm still kind of the fence there but definitely an illusion but he's a republican and he's a republican and both of them are completely separate so there's no logic here it's just, it's fear at the end of the day you know and so that is to your point it's it's incredible and i think that's absolutely part of the agenda you're you're splitting at the family level like internally not just we have a different opinion but you're killing me by not mm. doing what you're told. Like, that's crazy. And it's dividing us as a family. It's dividing us as a society. And that's obviously divide and conquer. And to your point on the cult, I think it's so relevant, as we were talking about before, 
this art, the discussion of like the abusive spouse is a very is a good one because you'll defend it you'll you'll fight for it you'll say no i did it i brought it on myself and you know these common things we hear but the cult is another aspect of that where i've said this in other past in in, in i think in response to foreign policy but cult members and, and you've seen this on documentaries whatever they will defend and fight for the cult even as they're being raped and abused and manipulated until they later come out of it and realize i can't i don't i didn't even know what i was doing i you know it's it's they're overcome by this and if we believe if we think for one second that our governments haven't don't understand that and aren't using that in ways before this and obviously now then we're being naive so i think it's definitely obvious it's happening and it's destroying the family unit and, and our society at, at a whole at large yeah it's pulling people apart isn't it it's pulling loved ones apart it's pulling relationships apart on the very very core you can get and especially as you say the vaccine thing coming now you haven't taken the vaccine so therefore you can't come and see say your nephew because you're going to bring it in the house how nefarious and how evil do these people need to be to put that in place knowing full well that one it's an experimental mrna vaccine that no one has long-term testing no one has long-term testing because we don't have long-term. That's something that's indisputable. You can't test something right. long-term right. over a short-term period. That's fucking that's so mental. <laughs> of course you can't. But tell, but they'll try and fight it. I mean, we know that, um, just for a little side, that, that in the UK, um, the MHRA advised a two-year clinical trial period. It's only a few months into the clinical trial period. Therefore, it's still the clinical trial period. When you look into it, they say, well, we don't need it for this. Do you mean you don't need it for a vaccine that you've never experimented on human beings? Less so than you need it on one that you have experimented on. Nothing about it makes sense, does it? Of course it doesn't make sense. But as you say, it's cult indoctrination. It's it, it's this abusive mindset. And it, it's not supposed to make sense, is it, at all? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you, a vaccine is the, one of these most important parts right now, is that every stage of this whole process of COVID, we've seen them lay out the the, you know, the, the, the analogy is moving the goalpost, right? They, we just have to get right there. That's what we have to get. 15 days to flatten the curve, right? Whatever it is, it's just one more step down the road. And we've seen them continue to move it. And it, obviously, this is the one that everybody's desperately held on to is you get the vaccine, we go back to normal, right? Oh, we can all go back to normal. The first obvious caveat there that they was very clear in the beginning, but people didn't want to talk about it was they say, yeah, we'll go back to normal when we reach herd immunity. And that's a huge caveat for months and maybe years down the line. And they admit that. But now we're at the point where they're going, yeah, but it actually won't bring you back to normal. You're still going to have to wear your mask. You're still going to have to social distance. Okay, well, as long as it stops me from spreading and getting sick, oh, but it actually won't stop transmission. And you can still spread it and people can still catch it. So what the what is happening? Mm -hmm. Why are we taking something that won't stop? It won't give you immunity. It won't stop transmission. And they have immunity from liability. So I don't understand. And then and the vast majority of people under 60, according to the CDC, have a very low risk of getting sick, let alone dying. So can somebody explain for me why we're even taking this thing right now? I mean, if they said it stopped transmission, I would still not take it. I mean, we're of the same mindset there with all the other things in this. But I would understand why some people would think they could. But where we are now, I'm just at a loss. And to your point, this is people that are just blindly subservient to authority. Well, they told me I should, so I will. Half of those people still think it'll stop transmission and they can go back to normal, despite all of them saying otherwise. I mean, it's it's crazy. I feel like we're in a literal like I feel like people have actually broken like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I call it like a schizophrenic idea, even though it's not really schizophrenia. It's like a schism in your brain. Like it just separate from reality. It's crazy. No, I think you, you're right. They have had a, men a mental breakdown, a cognitive dissonance of a kind I've never, ever seen. And I don't think we'll ever see again. They they have, and as you say, there was another cult aspect there. I said, I think it was 1918, the Jehovah's Witness Watchtower said that, Watchtower Group, whatever you want to call them, society, that's the one, said that there would be the end of the world in 1918 and millions would die and there, obviously, they would be survive. That's always the way. That's your, that's your um, way in. And it never happened. And they kicked it, they kicked the can down the road, they kicked the can down the road. Every cult, every abuser does the same thing. Just do this and it'll get better. Just do... And as you say, it's just happened again. The vaccine doesn't give you... Um, immunity anymore did you so, say 1918 is when they said that was i believe end? it was 19 one of them there was some ones before that but the biggest <laughs> one i remember was 1918 and one of the guys said that 1918 would be the year that millions would die and it would obviously be the watchtower guys that would survive this thing just because it's interesting correlation with the kansas flu of 1918 which we call the spanish flu right oh, okay which massive pandemic but what's interesting there is i'm researching this more i mean this is one of those things that of course get dismissed as absolute conspiracy theory but there's an interesting topic around all of this of whether or not i mean first of all that story in and of itself 
has already been shown to be wildly false. We now know, looking back by our own information, and this is coming from their story, so that itself could be fake, but they've they've shown that it was actually the U.S. military that spread this thing. General Pershing, they were aware this was happening, and with the war going on, they just continued to send people out and continued to spread it, and they blamed Spain because Spain was one of the only groups that was not censoring their media at the time, and so they just became the scapegoat because they were the first ones to say, there's something happening here. And they go, oh, Spanish flu. Same thing we're doing today, right? Okay. But what's interesting is there's cor- there's interesting data and books that were even written that suggest that maybe it was actually the vaccine program at the time that, in fact, caused what we're dealing with here. And it's it, it was actually the, a combination of the meningitis vaccine placebo or they gave as well as bacterial pneumonia that was caused by it and that's what continued to spread there's different theories on this i'm not saying that happened i'm just saying it's an interesting correlation and there are people that say as a matter of fact that's what actually happened and that that i mean going forward that you could argue that any number of these outbreaks were really just experimentation and testing and dr francis boyle says the same thing that straight away brings to mind ddt and the polio vaccine there's mm-hmm. a lot of people saying that the DDT was the reason for the illness in the first place. I don't know if you've heard that. No, I mean, not that variation. That's interesting. But the polio vaccine in and of itself is a good example of all the stuff we're talking about, right? I mean, the same and more than just polio. In fact, most of these, uh, I think the argument I saw today was that in, and this was one of these articles I was reading, is that the 20th century, we saw a huge increase in different sanitations and understanding of these things. So we were told. And, and so the point is that we naturally saw a decrease in a lot of these things that were happening right at that same time as when we were in, they were introducing these vaccines. And the argument is it was already that it was already happening. And in fact, we actually saw an increase after the vaccine development, which then came back down, which was credited to the vaccines. Vaccines cured all these diseases. Well, it does, arguably, you could say that that's not the case. You know, and again, these I'm not saying these are facts, but these are interesting yeah. things. It's almost impossible to discover. I mean, the government has spent decades, centuries, keeping these things secret, you know, so it's difficult to find the information, but it's something we should consider for sure. So that brings to mind now then, so they're going to take this mRNA vaccine and then for 14 days, you're going to be a super spreader. Great terms I come up with. And um, so then 14 days, are you not going to be technically, not that I believe in all of this, but let's go, let's go with it, spreading it more to people. Therefore, would you not see an increase over time after the vaccine? Am I, I'm not the brightest spark in the world, but to me, that would mean, OK, you're introducing that into more millions and more people. So for 14 days, you're going to see a spike at some point. Then it's going to drop off again. And is that going to be the, the, the second vaccine you're going to take? I mean, they, to me, that's almost like blowing the ball up, letting it down, blowing the ball up, letting right. it down. Which keeps the fear and keeps the control, right? Mm. Well, so, but so that I, 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 did they actually say, I haven't seen the art, I thought someone else mentioned this yesterday. Did they say that people w- will definitely be super spreaders for 14 days? Is that mainstream media saying that? I've read, that's what I've read, it would, yeah. It yeah, wouldn't I surprise mean... me at all. You know, and so here's what's interesting is people like RFK, uh, who else, RK Jr., and there was somebody else who was speaking on this. Uh, oh, Dr. Lyons Wheeler, Wheeler spelled W-E-I-L-E-R, you've seen him, he's, he's been speaking out about this as well. Okay. He, they talk about pathogenic priming. And the idea is that these are vaccines, they've shown this, this actually what's great, horribly great about this is that Fauci was involved with a dengue vaccine, which they know this about. They gave it to children in, in the Philippines, 600 kids died because what happened was the vaccine that they were giving them for dengue caused them to get more sick from dengue. That's it's, it's a thing called pathogenic priming, yeah. and that has happened more than once. They know about this, and it's because of – and I, I'm not the scientist to speak on the ins and outs of this. They get into it in their speeches. It's because of the the, the proteins and different things with these vaccines where they, they recognize things in our body that they – it causes our body to, to create, uh, fight the wrong things and so on. And so ultimately, this is a real possibility. So now they're saying you're going to get it, the vaccine. You're going to be able to spread it extra strong, I guess, for 14 days. That's what you're saying they said. And then – you won't be able to stop transmission anyway, so that will continue on afterward. And then you could actually get even more sick from the vex, from the not natural part of it that's out in the world. Why is anybody taking this? <laughs> I just can't even understand what's happening right now. I don't, because it's like you know, it's so nefariously evil that you just have to sort of question, you're, okay, you're giving it to 80-year-old people, yeah? So, so one of the vaccines is you, know, you can't have long-term testing possibly on an 80-year-old because seven years down the line they might not be with us. One of the uh, the effects that is written in the doctor's notes is that it may they they are unaware of the effect it will have on fertility. Mm. Um, so oh. how are you going to tell that in a seventy year old anyway? So you're not really testing it 
because these people that will possibly have the worst side of effects, apart from Bell's palsy, which a few people have, have apparently got. Yep. Um, they're already saying they're going to watch for us after the fact to see okay. if we get it. Brilliant. Cheers for that. How about we yeah. don't get it? And then we, none of us get Bell's palsy. I mean, fuck I me, mean, that's not a, that's a horrific thing to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's madness that we're even taking this. And this is just the vaccine part. And that was their end game. But we know that the end game, and I think that you would, you would sort of, you know a lot about this probably more than I do, is the Great Reset, is the transhumanist agenda, is the technocracy. So where does, I know that they've pushed back the uh, World Economic Forum's um, in Davos from I think it was supposed to be January or February and it's gone back to summer next year they haven't given a date yet I think they what do you think is going to happen once they have that because I see a kick into overdrive there yeah I think that's definitely my opinion why that was pushed because look if it happened right now it would be you know I mean what's a good analogy it's hard because people don't remember all these old things you know it's like Bilderberg happening like right after night you know I don't know like just something that's like it's happened it's so obvious we're all pointing at them and if they all gather in a secret meeting we're gonna you know it's gonna be a big deal so they're gonna push it off I think obviously but when it does happen I don't know whether or not that meeting in and of itself will signify you know the moment that they change or so on but it's obviously an important thing that is never transparent we never know what's going on and we all know by now that these things absolutely influence policy i don't know why anybody's okay with these kind of things you know because we're not they even have the times have journalists you know journalists quote unquote that go there as an as an insider you, you wouldn't go there as a, as a journalist and not talk about what happens unless you're part of the agenda, which obviously shows that they're they have conflicts of interest and so on. But I definitely think this is where this is all going. I mean, and this is not even a secret anymore. Klaus Schwab, this unelected non-scientist, non-doctor, he's out here talking about all these things and saying, you know, you won't go back to normal. That's a fantasy. He just said that. Now talking, you know, talking about blending our biological and technological identities. Mm. These are being stated openly as the as behind Great Reset. Then you got people like Joe Biden literally build back better. Trudeau, build back better, openly saying what the great reset. So that means that they're on board with what he's talking about. So transhumanism is now a completely on the table, open agenda. That's horrifying to me. People is, still yeah. people will call that conspiracy theory, despite what he literally said. Well, Boris Johnson said build back better only a month ago. He won yep. his talks. Um, and he was on his actually, excuse me, Just real quick, Boris actually, I, I forgot about this. He did a whole speech uh, in the middle of all this specifically about nanotechnology, mm -hmm. about all kinds of really alarming things that seemed disjointed from the conversation at the moment. Now they seem very, very relevant. I just thought about that. Absolutely. And it's everywhere. So why can't people see? I mean, we can. And there's, there are millions of us that can see this and more so every day that this is a centralised cult. We won't know exactly who's behind it. We, we probably never will, but this is clearly they're all playing off the same playbook. Mm. Now, what is it about people that don't want to even look at this and are willingly going to get the vaccine when they know full well that someone like Hitler can come along and willingly get people to get on a train and go somewhere and be exterminated? Now, even without doing the research and seeing the connections between the likes of Bill Gates and, and the Nazi party and, and Hitler and seeing the IBM connections and seeing the connections between Planned Parenthood for eugenics, even yeah. without doing that, there's a clear correlation here that someone and some group can come along and convince a lot of people to do some horrific things. Why are people so adamant that, no, that can't happen? Is it because they're just too afraid to look, do you think? Well, fear obviously plays a factor, but it's 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 social engineering. It's it's long term, sent decades and decades, if not centuries, of battering the consciousness and the psyche of Americans to believe what they want them to believe. Generation after generation of Prussian-based school systems producing children that are designed to be obedient workers and mindlessly follow the authority that are all around them at all times as they grow up, right? Police at schools all the way down to preschool. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, right? So these they're, they're training people to be obedient to authority, you know? So we come to a point now, and of course, then you've got the two-party illusion part of it, right? So you're already training them to kind of just generally be you know, reverence towards white coats and people like this know that they have your best interest at heart, despite the evidence showing otherwise. But then you add the politics to it, right? So then they take that general mindset and they drive you into a political standing where now these talking points are about winning. 
right? So we trust authority and then we want to win. And then so it just everything goes out the window, right? So now you're at a point where all these people, and I also want to say on a, like a side counterpoint that there's, I argue that the, the group, the kind of scenario I'm talking about, I truly believe that's probably only 30, 40%, if not much less of the American population. And I'm just thinking American right now. I believe that there's a lot of us and it's the majority of people that think just like us. However, mm-hmm. most of that majority are still convinced that they're not the majority. They're still convinced that they're the crazy fringe YouTube weirdo in the corner, so they wear their mask and they're quiet and they don't talk about it because their neighbors all say the same thing. Most of their neighbors probably think the same thing they do, but they're all acting like they like one or the other. You see how the illusion is because the the media, the mainstream, is where we still get our perception of – of majority, of opinion, of general thoughts, which is crazy because we all know that they're not representative of all of us. But where else do you get that representation of who's winning in the election or – you know, what the general populace thinks in polls, it all comes from the mainstream media. So they've spent decades keeping us thinking that we're all the fringe weirdos. You see, I, I just, I've been trying to rise up that majority for quite a long time. So all those, I think that other, that's why I think people, it's self-censorship. They keep themselves down because they're afraid. I guess back to your point of fear. Yeah, I guess you're absolutely right. They, they've been bullied into it. It's, it's been the weirdo and the strange one. I think inside everyone is conspiracy theorists because I don't think it's just that gut feeling that you're being abused. And, and I put it this way, um, your take on this is if there was never any conspiracies in the world, there would never be any detective police officers because we well, right. don't have a job. What's the point? Everything just happens. There's well, no the- there's no design behind it. The term conspiracy is a legal term. This is what I don't understand. How we're, you know, people get charged with conspiracy in this country in a in a courtroom all the time. <laughs> yeah, they do. And we yeah. act like it's a crazy thing that doesn't exist when it applies to real world scenarios of powerful people collecting and discussing how they can benefit themselves at the expense of others. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's just like yeah. it's just it's just fundamentally childish that we've gotten to that point. But I believe that most people that spout off the conspiracy theory idea, it's only a tool that's used. You know, the left will say it about the rights thing because they're so crazy and all the Twitter people will jump on it because they want to win because the left side's their side. Same thing the right does to the left. And, we, you know, it's I swear I always come back to it. But the two party illusion is the linchpin of why we it's the it's holding all of it together. Absolutely. If that goes away, God, it's like a waterfall, man, I'm telling you. Absolutely. And I think we said this in the last time I chatted to you about five, it was five months ago. Bro. Um, I think we said that is that the, the two party, the illusion of choice is the thing that needs to go and there's so many people that get dragged into this and and um even me i can feel myself going i feel biden's been i'm sorry if you want biden um trump's been cheated so i kind of want to see him win and then i go there is no win they're both jesuits they're both batting for the same team they probably even planned this out 20 years ago to go this way um and i have to remind myself of that and someone who does studies this every day and does this for a living um you know, it's so, interesting though. Um, oh, sorry. Well, just it's it's it's. I agree that it's always been about that, you know. But it's it's also kind of evolved into not just about like it's evolved into just winning. Like I argue that most of these people, half of them know that the stuff they're saying is not true, but they believe that they're lying for their truth, right? That they're okay. Right. Well, I know that tweet's actually incorrect, but it'll get them thinking about what we know is true based on their opinion. You see what I mean? So they share fake information or they pretend they agree with it because it counters the other side. So it's like we've gotten to a point to where we even are aware that this whole thing is ridiculous, but we've just gotten down to we want to win. It's my side versus your side. That's it's childish. Like we've gotten reduced down to our barest, lowest common denominator. Right? I think that's what's happening. And we're also being led by the loudest, dumbest, most uneducated minority of the whatever percentage is screaming the loudest. And they show us that as everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's how I see it. And it may not be the case, but I feel like it's a good representation of where we are right now. No, I agree with you. That is, is that. And um one thing that kind of um, worries me or, or concerns me or frustrates me, so that's the word I'm looking for, is that we still have this, we're the children and they are the adults. Now, we will never get anywhere if we ask them to keep bringing options to the table. So if we go, okay, this isn't working, they'll bring us the great reset. If we don't have that, they'll bring us another reset. Do you know what I mean? They'll We keep pressing the reset button, but looking for them to reset it for us. This is yeah. the problem I have with any of this, is the system is that we look... We are conditioned from the day one to look up to people that we should not be looking up to. And we don't actually know what we would do if they fucked off. Excuse my language. But if they did, we'd be going, oh, well, now how do we function? And I genuinely think we would. And I think I would. I don't know how to grow food. 
I don't know how to, to look after myself. So there is an element of actually, although we don't want them around and we don't need we don't we don't need them, they're psychopathic bullies and psychopathic parents. We need to grow past them and come up with some way of functioning without them because we don't have that. And without that, they are just going to bring different options to the table and therefore we're always going to be subservient, are we not? Yeah, well, I would argue the Great Reset is just an, it's the next iteration of Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, right? I mean, that's that's what it seems like to me. But but it's – it's. I, I feel like I just – what were you – I just wrote something down. Oh, the savior complex. I, was, I lost mm. my train of thought for a second. Well, the savior complex is what you're talking about, you know, is that there people – have been convinced that they need one person, right? Not that we need to collectively drive the people that are supposed to be our representatives. No, but they we need to vote for this one person and then go, oh, we did it. We got there, right? He'll do everything we need them to do. And that's just, that's never actually got people where we need to be. Like that has to be the problem. We have to realize that that's just not the end game. It's just simply not. And the, I mean, the thing that the, to, to your point about leaving, it's we need to realize that right now, if the entire government just disappeared from the planet, what changes? I mean, really think about it. The people that are pointing and saying what we need to do. We know what we need to do. The people out there. Now, when I say the government, I don't mean like, you know, I, I wouldn't consider things like, let's say, you know, your trash service, even though that's a government kind of it's I'm talking about the government entities, the Congress, those kind of things. The trash men, the people who still build the roads, the people that lay the concrete, they're individuals like you and I. We all still know what we need to do. We don't need the government to say, do this and do it at this time and make sure it's like that. It's all, it's the free market does most of that. I mean, look, I don't have all the answers, right? That's the point we always need to say in that conversation. When you try to argue that we need a new form of government, people go, oh yeah, then what? Explain it. It's like, I don't have the answers, but we know that it's wrong. So why don't we collect and actually discuss what we should be doing instead of pointing fingers and making fun of those who point out that there's a problem. You see, that, that's always the, the routine, but we need to see that. James Corbett and I had this conversation a long time ago, and they always, you know, who's going to build the roads? And it's like, it doesn't change. You do. We mm. do. We still do all these things. If you want food, the, you have a grocery store that's owned by somebody who still has their infrastructure for people sending those trucks with food that still have companies that run those. Those aren't government. It's not a politician that runs that company. You see what I mean? Like, it all functions. It's just this network of control that they say keeps you safe from spoiled, spoiled food or things that are made improperly. And maybe they do. But you could argue that that's self-determined or self you know, take responsibility for yourself. Make sure you check things. Make sure you, you know, see there's a, a layer of danger that's added with government. They don't remove danger from your life. And that's the illusion. It always has been. So what you're saying there um, is kind of the structure wouldn't change. There's not much wrong with the way we're actually functioning in the Western world anyway. Um, but it's actually the oppression of the government on top of it. The, the, these people, this hierarchy, the cult whatever you want to call it, the Illuminati, or you want to call it the Jesuits, the black nobility, the crown entities, whatever, all of these mix in and hang around with each other. It's like a party for posh people. But they, if we got rid of them, we could still function on a, on a level. But there would always be the psychopaths that want to take charge. And I've said this before, and I've had other people talk to me, that only a psychopath or a narcissist or a sociopath would want to be in charge of the world or a country right. or a city or a town because me and you probably couldn't be bothered we'd be like just whatever do whatever makes you happy as long as you're not yeah. interfering with other people think about it like this what's the argument people say when you say that remove the government we'll function fine without them they'll go well people will come in and start taking advantage and they'll they'll steal from you and they'll do this and they'll use their strength against you isn't that what's happening now mm. that's the government Right. That's what happened. We so the point is that we, that is never not there. We have this illusion that they're there to protect you. And that's the problem. Right. So if we remove that, yeah, people could take advantage. So protect yourself. Take it upon you. Don't expect somebody else to protect you. I mean, when's the last time that you were going to get robbed and the police jumped in and stopped it? No, no, no. You call them and they deal with it after the fact. That's what 99% of this is. So it's not any, there's not like some protection barrier for you. You know, the idea, the idea that they exist, people argue, is that barrier. My point is that at the end of the day, we are still here, all of it, every single one of us. And what we need to do is take responsibility and stop asking for somebody else to solve our problems. And yeah, there will always be danger. That's not going to go away. And what you brought up there about other people being responsible for your own well-being just straight away echoes the mask situation. I, I, I liken it to um, the boy in the bubble telling the rest of the world to live in the bubble to keep him safe. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen that way. You take responsibility for your own health. Even if you said I mean, said to people, well, if you're wet, worry, put two masks on. It, the equivalent, the mask equivalent is still there. They still wouldn't functionally understand it. 
Um, that's what they've done here, is what you've exactly said, played on that ability to go, okay, I'm not going to take care of myself. But even then, they've gone, and actually, I'm going to make you responsible for everybody else's health, which you have no control over at all. Yeah, excellent point. I mean, that's exactly what's happening. They're, it's this collectivist mindset, right? I mean, it's the, and, and just to be clear, I keep pointing to this. There's a, a UNESCO document from 2005 from the United Nations outlines the human rights and bioethics in regard to exactly what we're dealing with today. It's a declaration of bioethics and human rights. And, and as and you read through it, and it's it's all the things you would expect. It's talking about consent. It's talking about and what the thing, Article Three specifically states that the the interests of the individual. I, I'm paraphrasing, or you know, will always take precedent over the interest of science and society. That you know, pretty damn close. I think I misused different words there, mm -hmm. but that's exactly what it says. And so that's international law. Right now, you got numerous countries that are overtly violating that law because you're in, they say you're in danger, even though we're actually arguably not for most of us. You know, and that's alarming. The consent part is even more important. It says very clearly that you as an individual can get, remove your consent at any time for any reason without prejudice or disadvantage. That's a direct quote. Here we are. You know what I mean? It's happening everywhere. And that, that They want you to get in that mindset that you are less important than the collective. And what's the collective? The government interests. It's not about us. And absolutely, and as I said before, they said the book. The book I'm working on is the great uh, for the greater good. That to me is a brave new world, exactly as you spoke about there. You are you belong to everyone, and you own nothing. The Great Reset. You own nothing, and you'll learn to love it. You will be just a big blob of sharing, but you, there'll be no boundaries. There'll be no, but there'll also be no if like a door. If there's no door there, there's an in and an out. You can't have safety and security without. Also having boundaries, you have well, to have you, you both sides have the of the right door. To. You should have the right to. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, right? That's the idea: is that it's your choice, it's your body, it's your life. You shouldn't be pulled into some collectivist mindset because they say it's better. Who's they? Right? It's my. It's. I mean, it's just. It's frustrating to get to that point to where you your interests are are being to, you're being told right now that what you want is just simply not important. You know, and and again, it's just this idea that we're going to assume that the person telling me that has our interests at heart. That's an assumption, right? We don't even know that. It's a government entity that's proven that that's not actually what they tend to do. You know, it's it's a yeah, it's it's obviously the wrong path for us right now, and we need to see that that this is a violation of everything we think we are. Did you see that article from? Uh, I know the World Economic Forum is where it all stems back to, but I think the Independent covered it, where they say, you know, hey, welcome, it's 2030, and you owe nothing, and you've never been happier. Yeah, yeah. they all are pushing that, right? And and actual statistics and information and polls show you that nobody wants that. But but they're sure pushing it for you. How does that make sense? You know, it's terrifying, isn't it? What do, where do you think that connects into transhumanism and the singularity? To me, that looks almost like a beta version of of that. It's a kind of getting your mind used to going. I belong to everybody. I, and that's very cult like yeah. as well. And I keep bringing up cults only because I've been looking into it. That is very cult like, isn't it? It's like you are one of everything, but you are no longer a single entity at all. You belong to everyone. The way I see a lot of this is this really alarming kind of like like uh, what's the right word for it? Like hijacking of of natural things, of science or of of nature, you know. Whereas you're talking about the idea of something that you could argue already exists, the interconnectivity of life, right? The synchronicity, the fact that we all want and interconnected in regard to by the natural state of the world. They're trying to do that in a way that they control it. You see what I mean? Like the like they're the idea of AI and interconnectivity. Well, that's like that's we have that already in a sense. The idea that we all are, we need to see that. If we understood that, we would be a happier species. But the problem is that they want to build their control mechanism to where they can kick you out of that circle if you don't they don't like what you're saying. You know, and the same thing with the transhumanism idea. I argue that a lot of these people are very very aware that they're not in line with you know what I mean whatever you believe out there in the world, God or whatever, that they're not on the right side. Right, that they're on the side of things that aren't necessarily seen as good, and they're benefiting from it. Right, so now they're in a world where they're going, okay, well, I don't want to die and have to face that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to find a way that I can live forever. I'm going to find a way that I can create my consciousness on a computer and never have to worry about the consequences of my actions. You know, so and, that, and that's arguably one mindset of probably an endless groupings of mindsets for what transhumanism could do. But yeah, that's something you could look at. And at the end of the day, again, it's about something that they're telling us is what's in our best interests. That's, you know, we have to realize how quickly this changed. And I would argue 2016 forward has been a drastic change, but it's happening before that, to where your interests no longer matter. 
You know, whether it's COVID-19, whether it's terrorism, it doesn't matter that you're secondary to what they need to achieve, even though they're saying that's for you which is just counterintuitive. I just made this argument about Israel and foreign policy, right? Our government in the US has already dedicated 3.3, it's actually probably close to over 4 billion at the end of the day to Israel for any number of things crossing over with defense, which by the way, in a side note, I find alarming because Trump just signed an AI doc executive order for artificial intelligence and Israel's now gonna be involved with that. It's like, that's horrifying. But my point is that is we're giving money to Israel for all these things, and they are still quibbling over $1,000 checks for Americans. Mm. Does that not show you that both the military agenda in general, because that's already being passed, and Israel's interests are more important than you? Yes, it does. It shows us very clearly that they care less about what we need because they're still quibbling about it than just rubber stamping money for foreign countries. There's no way to misunderstand that. So what we're talking about there is self-sacrifice, and even that term just pounds me in the head again it's self-sacrifice is that not another way of saying suicide for the greater good is it not slow suicide taking a vax mra m sorry a, a, an experimental m r n a get that out vaccine is to me slow suicide so self-sacrifice to me sounds like okay you're going to put yourself below us you're going to slowly kill yourself for the greater idea that was put into you and is not necessarily your own idea um to me that sounds very like transhumanist it sounds like they're trying to create a a hacked version of what we already have and we all innately had as you say to be able to control it are they trying to become the gods of this new hacked version well, yeah. of what we already have that's a great way to put it i mean i play this clip where they already talk about viruses and how viruses themselves can be hacked like as a you know like the idea like he said something like think of it like a Oh, I'm going to forget the analogy. But anyway, there's an idea that you can control these things, you know, and that's where we are now. Patenting life, controlling viruses, making virus sized transistors. That's what Charles Lieber was working on. Nanobots that can mimic viruses. Wonder if that's what's happening right now. But it's, it, you know, it's it's obvious. And I, I do that all the time. I just lost my train of thought. What were you just saying? We were talking about what? About the, ha the hacked version. Are they trying to play God right. for this hacked right. version? Well, the, the idea that they can actually, you know, control this. I mean, think about like your computer. Your computer can be hacked. Your computer can be controlled from the outside. Your smart home, smart computer can be controlled from the outside. So once we add a transhumanist aspect, so too can your body, hmm. right? I mean, that becomes the real world example of what we're constantly living with on our computers and our phones. I mean, already we're in a way sort of transhumanist. I mean, Elon Musk has made this point, and I'm not endorsing Elon Musk. Just the idea that your phone, in essence... We already are sort of cyborgs. Our phone never leaves our side. We we function with that phone as a, as a product of our body, you know, the way that we search things and look things up. And so it's almost sort of there. We're already being normalized with this idea. And now once the next step is going to be like, a, well, they're already doing the watches, the wearable watches. And they're already talking about the bio, the profusa, the, you know, all these injectable type things. I mean, half the people working on Operation Warp Speed have history in biotechnology and nanotechnology. I mean, it's there. It's obviously something they're talking about. Mm. You know, so you can see that that's an it's one more step to being able, them being able to control all of you with the click click of a switch instead of just your perception. So that that word transhumanism is trans. You're on transitory. You're on your way from being human to something else. And I think is what you just pointed out there is that you're on your way. What Elon Musk is talking about is that you're already transcending. You're not transcended. But you're on your way to becoming something else. And he knows full well. He's, he's a few steps ahead of you and, and me. Um, what other thing is that this to me brings in why Bill Gates is so involved in this. Because what you've just talked about there is computer, nanotechnology, hacking of data systems. And that's why this guy is so involved in what should appear on the outside. is supposed to appear like a medical health um situation. And everyone's going, well, he's not a medical doctor. This, has no, this is not a medical thing. This is a technology technocratic data computerized virus in his sense he's using all the analogies and the understandings he's taken from computer technology although i don't think he knows that much i don't think he's actually that bright um i agree <laughs> but he's that's why he's involved because this is the basis for it is technology um the basis of it is him controlling actually controlling the technology that we're going to become um, and that's why I think he's at the forefront of this, because they've got him as some sort of messiah as to do with technology yeah. and to do with computer programming. Um, I kinda, yeah, I, I kind of see him as like a front man in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, like, I mean, you look at you go back to same thing with kind of with Donald Trump. You know, you can you can go back to like the time the, when he was also essentially bailed out by by the bankers, you know, and yeah. Wilbur that, Ross. That you could, 
Right. You could argue that that was the moment forward where he was essentially co-opted and controlled. I mean, they made that statement themselves that his brand is more important than the money we're spending for it. Right. So they saved that for a reason, you know, and the same thing here, you know, Bill Gates, when it, the antitrust thing with the government where he was just kind of like, you watch anybody's watched those videos. It's almost, it's, it's almost uncomfortable to watch him. He's weird and slimy and he's like being it's weird it's like he's like subhuman the way he's acting and he's like looking at the ceiling and mm -hmm. they're asking him questions and he takes like 30 seconds to respond and then answers wrong it's really weird but the point bottom line is it's hard to describe you have to watch it to understand what i'm saying it's really really odd but that you could argue was a moment forward where they essentially could have established some level of control or influence over his direction and i also want to jump forward to now and whitney webb has done amazing work showing that microsoft is an entity I mean, Microsoft, I believe their home base is in Israel, right? There, so there's a lot of interesting 8200 connections, which tie back to the cyber bio stuff we're talking about, you know, and, and I think there's a bigger thing happening around all of this. And someone like Bill Gates is just a fall guy, in my opinion. That's what it looks like. And I, and I truly believe that's how it's going to end up. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll throw him under in a, the bus. In a bad way for him is what I Yeah, mean. yeah, I think they will too. And we've seen it in this country with other people, the lesser known people. Um, IBM um, were funded, C-funded microsoft into existence it was a favor for for bill gates mum who knew the board members of ibm and we know ibm created the technology for i think it was the ticket machines for the nazi war camps um the concentration camps so yeah of course it's all connected in and in, in through israel as well and i think you're right he's he was brought up in a cult he was brought up in planned parenthood he has possibly been massively abused all of his whole life that's why he is as he is he's a shell of a person yeah. and as you say he's a front guy but there will be a time when he falls i mean just today one of i can't remember his name a guy came out he was a he was a fashion designer and he's just been done for trafficking um yes yeah derek rose is actually working on an article peter peter something i have yeah. the name is different i forget but derek is working on an article for t-lab right now on that and he's um he's there's pictures of him with bill gates all over the place so yeah there yeah. is a connection I, I there with, uh what's his name um oh and no, i'm gonna forget it the guy on on meet the parents the main guy, the the dad, I forget his name. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I know, I know what you mean. I know you mean, but yeah, I can't remember I can't. now either. Do you mean um Oh god, this gone. I know. I, know. You... I, know. I, I hate what ben I Stiller? <laughs> No, no, the dad. The dad. Oh, the dad. Everyone's saying it right now who's watching, but I can't, right. <laughs> I can't think of it. But <laughs> another famous person. Yeah. And always you always find that this web of people. And by the way, it's always important before these new breaking stories to say that just because somebody's in a picture with them or they were traveling doesn't exactly. necessarily mean what, yeah. you know, but that's a good thing to consider. You know, it, it makes me wonder when you see these people and the, the movie stars with them. But that's a huge deal for us to remember. It wasn't just Epstein being, you know, shuttled away somewhere, wherever <laughs> is not the end of that story. That was one aspect of a huge network controlled by powerful people. And we just got, you know, given a, 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 a stop or what do they call it? A release valve to let us go. Oh, OK, they solved it. It's all over, you know. This is still there. I argue it's still happening. I think that's the kind of control Israel's government has over our government, using mm -hmm. that kind of network to get, you know, disgusting videos of people and hold it over their head. I mean, I think, really think that's what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Mossad type. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the infiltration. I think that's totally right. And I think this COVID thing, part of me thinks this COVID thing was time for now because the Epstein thing was break, broke, the Harvey Weinstein thing broke. I saw them try to railroad the Harvey Weinstein with the Michael Jackson documentary that come out, that clearly come out to, to overshadow the Weinstein documentary at the same festival as the co-founder of the that festival was actually prosecuted for child sexual abuse as well at the same time michael jackson in my opinion was massively abused and used whether you think he was an abuser or not he was used through the years to railroad things and he has connections to a lot of the hollywood players like dave geffen and and oprah yeah. winfrey and paul mccartney that were trying to railroad away from weinstein and my point is i think that there was something that was really baiting the bubble with prince andrew at the time that they're mm -hmm. trying to kind of and i think part of this is a distraction from something that was really the lid was almost off that there. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's. I think that's a huge. That's a string that to be. When you pull that string, it leads to the the full sweater, right? I mean, I think that's the point. Is that there's that like whether we're talking about the tie back to the government that's actually doing all this stuff, or whether you know, who, however that ends up. Yeah, clearly. I mean, we. I think about how painfully obvious the whole Epstein thing was. Hmm. Everybody knew that something went down right there. I mean, it's so obvious. The guards were sleeping. The cameras stopped working. The guy—I mean, it's just so ridiculous. It is, yeah. And you know, right? And so something went down. So yeah, I agree. I mean, you might be right. Maybe that's maybe there's a reason this was all because we've—I've said from the beginning, this whole thing has a very strong feeling of like an end game 
you know, they're not they're exposing themselves to achieve yeah. this to a certain degree. Right. So you wonder why they pulled this now. And they, maybe you're right. Maybe something needed to change. I think the only thing that people won't en masse look away from is child sexual abuse. And mm -hmm. they can't put a lid back on that. And, and they're just a little things like Biden's brother has land that's 10 minutes away from Epstein Island. Um, I mean, where, what tunnels were they filling up with that concrete? Mm -hmm. Where were those tunnels going in and out from? I think there's a huge thing there that, that was tried to, they tried to just shift it away from. I really do. I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist, but I am saying that it's definitely gone on taking the spotlight off of that. We have Ghislaine Maxwell in prison right now, and no one really reports on it. Um, that yeah. was a very well, quick head turn, wasn't it? Yeah, or so we're told. I mean, I don't, I don't take anything at face value well, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's actually working out. But uh, you know, I, I think that the the whole thing is, it's interesting how that got just kind of pushed away, and and how it all. I mean, I don't know. It's just hard. It's hard to decide what is the main focus. You know, what is the thing that they don't want you looking at, and what's the cover, and what you know. But but you're right. It all all this stuff ties back to the obvious, the power, the powerful people. And and the large agendas. I mean, it's just it's. I, and I think it ties back to, you know, potentially the founding of this country. You know what I mean? Like the idea that there's been outside influences manipulating these things for quite a long time. You know, and that's right now it could be just a shift away from the U.S. to something else. You know, I mean, we have to remember these are supranational entities. Like they don't care whether the U.S. government is the one leading that. You know, mm -hmm. and what's interesting is I think Donald Trump's. Uh, as an entity and the whole like the 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 Q mag kind of idea that he was going to take down the pedos you know and that was the whole kind of push and i think that was an, an effort to co-op a very real awakening in people to see that our government is tied to sex trafficking that hollywood is tied to sex trafficking that child uh, that child protective services is tied to child trafficking like these are huge topics hmm. and then all of a sudden you get the trump thing which i think i'm convinced at this point was just another psyop to pull to, I mean, if Trump wasn't in office when this all went down, all the people that supported him would have been marching through the streets with, you know, the the, the gun the gun supporting, militia supporting, constitution supporting people. Half, half this country would have been marching through the streets, going, "This isn't going to happen." But they all believed in Trump, and they all believed that he wasn't going to let this happen. They didn't do anything. Mm. Now they're the ones calling for martial law right now. So I think that what happened is Trump's thing swayed all this, and they used that and they, the whole child trafficking thing to stop us from actually looking at what was going on. Yeah, there were a lot of, I think, uh, in the earlier years, a lot of rings that were taken down, and that's fantastic. But rings are not the people controlling them. Epstein is a lackey. Right. He's one guy controlling one thing. There are people above them controlling them. When you look into any of those rings that were taken down during Trump's era, nine out of 10 of them were just low level people running that one location. That's not ending anything. Right. And I think that's the problem. So long story short, I think that Trump in an, as, a, as an entity was just in a, a way to sidestep away from the real problem and make us think that things were happening which is kind of like a microcosm of what the big system always is, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I think I've had that thought before. It was almost like, hang on, guys, I've got this. And mm -hmm. then four years later, people have forgot what he was supposed to have gone. And right. it's you, like you a know, pause you know, this button. Last, this last election, he was saying, you know, or, or all of his supporters were saying, like, I'm over here going, four years, nothing happened. Why would you vote for him again? Or they still think, they say things changed and he did everything. But the point is, we're still fighting and we're still in this bad spot. And so I go, well, why would you vote for him again? Oh, because he's going to do all of it in the next four years. Don't, he spent all this time getting it all ready and fight. It's like, God, man, like, it's just always one step down the road. You know, mm -hmm. it's like four years, you can't argue. And I, I even asked my brother this. I said, well, okay, maybe let's just say you're right. What happens if he loses? Like you, you banked everything on the hypothetical reality. Like the argument is he did a lot of negative things because it's a 40 chess move. He did this to trick the Democrats, you know, mask mandates or the national emergency in the beginning. He did that to trick them, to let them tie their own noose is what they say. But so he lost so, or hypothetically, we're going to see. But then, you know, so ultimately it boils down to Trump did those bad things to us. Not that it was a 40 chess move, yeah. but he did and he lost and now we're there, you know, yeah. so it's like wake up people you know it's like you can't get past that yeah when, when you go to them do you do don't do you do understand that wilbur ross was the the head of the bankruptcy for the rothschild bank and he bailed out trump in the early 90s you do realize that and you do realize that biden is fun is controlled by israel and you do realize that the rothschilds created israel you do see the connections there. and then they'll just go oh you, you love biden i'm like no, he sniffs yeah, kids. Or I don't. Racist for mentioning Israel. Or however, yeah, oh, that's the other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Call you an anti-Semite when they don't actually understand that. Yeah, yeah. The, the Zionism and and and, and 
and a Semite is not the same thing. It's just it's so ludicrous. Right. It's it's ridiculous, and there's no point in having those arguments because that's where their, their firewalls are there. And I think you're right. I think what Trump was a firewall. He was put there to to go. I'm hanging. On. Whether he believed it or not is another thing. But right. um, which is, he could well believe that he because I could see them easily pumping him full of um, uh, bluff and bollocks and just going, "You're going to be the next Messiah, and you're going right. to save the world." And him buying into that. What was your thoughts on that actually? Yeah, that's actually what I think is happening right now. I mean, and this is just a guess, just my feeling, you know, and that's always important that people know that I, I you know, this is just an instinct, but I feel that I, I feel that right now Trump is unhappy with how this legacy is ending up for him, right? The va- I mean, right now the only thing he's holding on to for his legacy is this vaccine and 90% of his supporters believe he's not it's a 40 chess move and it's not even really going to happen or whatever, right? There he's never going to push the vaccine. Trump, that's the that's the Gates and Fauci thing, you know? So I just I think that see I gosh, I do that far too often. What was your question again? No, is he, it do you think that he believed in what that he was actually going to be doing these things? Do you think it was a genuine they played towards his 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 um his kind of narcissism and he kind of bought into oh right yeah actually i am going to make a difference here not that he's a good person right, right, but right, actually right, that right. he was going to come off as the good person right right so that sorry about that i always have so many thoughts flying through but so no, no. he i think he believes that he is like he was promised the world like you're mm. saying He's going to be the president. He's going to go down in history as the person who saved the country. And now he's going, man, this is not looking like I was told, right? And now Biden won and I was supposed to win again. Like he's probably feeling spurned. And now maybe that's what's happening with the election stuff. Maybe that's what he's going to do with his Trump TV or whatever they're talking about. You know, it's like that's kind of a hope is that he then turns on the system. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. But at the same time, how do we know that in and of itself is not an extension of the psyop of Trump himself? You know what I mean? So it's just it's hard to say. But at the end of the day, I think it's it's possible that he is right now realizing that he was another pawn, you know, another patsy. You know, I mean, people ask whether he got the JFK talk during his entire, you know, why he did certain things. It's like maybe he was threatened and, you know, maybe just I think right now he's just realizing that this is whether it was the plan or not. He's not going to go down in history like he thought he would. That's what I think is happening. Yeah, and I think that's a lesson for anyone who was going to get into any of these positions of power or try to make a change. You can't make a change to the system if the system is faulty. It's like trying to use a computer that's absolutely screwed to fix the same computer. The, the, mm-hmm. You can't go in there and make a change because it's faulty. And so you, he's gone in there, and I, I think you're right. I think he thought that he was going to be held out as this messiah. I genuinely think he probably thought he was going to end up in the Middle East in the bloody Solomon's Temple and sitting there on his throne. I genuinely think they probably sold that to him somewhere down the line, and he would have bought into it. You have to understand that he was he's brought up in a he's not brought up like me and you, and he's not worked a daily job, and he's he's, he's had all everything. So for them to give him stuff like that wouldn't probably seem that much of a bigger deal and that ludicrous to someone yeah. who was born into that kind of world. And maybe this last kind of thing to end on is that these people aren't like us, are they? They've, they weren't brought up in the world. They've never functioned in the reality that we function. Do you think they genuinely live in a in a alternative reality in their head to where we actually live? Well, I mean, I think everybody does. Every yeah. individual probably lives in a separate perception of whatever we are. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing to think about. You know, These people have never had to worry about pay, making ends meet worrying about having enough groceries to feed your family. You know, these people have never had to consider what it's like to, you know, just just work your ass off and not reach your goals. You know what I mean? Like that's these are things that average people deal with every single day. Now more so than ever because of government action, not because of COVID-19. Right. We're more, you know, so these people, you're right. And these people, they like think about how the fact that I mean, the world's billionaires have increased their wealth by like 50 percent. I, that's just a, I, that's probably a slightly incorrect number, but it's pretty close. So just paraphrasing, but dramatically increased. You know that the governments. You look at the individuals, the Pelosi's, the Newsom's, the Boris get caught. Right? These people are going out and doing the exact thing they tell you not to do. What does that show you? They don't think that they're in the same position we are. Whether that's the truth or their perception that they don't have to follow the same rules. You can you you could they could literally be right. Maybe they're literally in a position where they're like, I know I'm not at risk. You know, and that's why they go out and do it. Maybe they have something that we don't know about. I mean, it's like maybe it doesn't even exist. You know, it's like these are all things that we need to ask ourselves. But they are not us. And they are not the kind of people that should be making decisions that rule our lives for that very reason, you know? And we shouldn't be, in my opinion, looking towards them for any answers or any way out of this. We are waiting. Do you feel like that? We feel like yeah. as, a, as a world, we are waiting for them to give us, to open the door of the of the cult or whatever you want to call it and go, there you go, run free. 
You've done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We're waiting. Why are we waiting yeah. for this? Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't understand this. Me and you are not. We're probably going on about our lives pretty much the same. It's not really affected me in a massive way, other than other people suppressing their neurosis on me when we get on a train or whatever. And I'll, I'll never wear a mask, and I won't. I won't do it. But people are waiting for the abuser to open the door for them, and it'll, it's not. It's never going to open, is it? What do we do? Where do we go from here? Yeah. I mean, again, back to the abusive spouse idea, right? I mean, that you, you know, you can't just go back and expect them to change what they're doing. It's, it's, it's this, it's going to happen again. It's the same thing, just like our history has shown us, you know, and that, it's, it's absolutely right. We're just sitting here like, wait, I mean, what are we actually waiting for? I mean, all the people that don't, I mean, half the country in my country, where, I, I don't know what the stats are where you are, but half the United, half Americans are adamant about they're not going to take it, not wait, but just simply not going to take it. What are they waiting for now? Right. What's the what's the end result? Right. I mean, that's I, I'm with you right now is the time I've always said throughout my entire time doing this as the last American vagabond that I'm not the one like I'm bringing information for people to make decisions. I'm not here rallying troops and telling you what to do, you know, but at this point, this is the first time in my career doing this where I'm like, it's time for action. It is time for us to put down. I'm never going to stop doing this. And I, I don't I, I hope that you or anybody else. We need to keep doing this part of it. This is paramount. But then we need to go out and do things, which I am, you know, like I'm going out and talking to people. I'm printing flyers. You know, it's like we need to get out there and take action and get people literally marching through the streets. This is I've never seen a more relevant time to take that and take that analogy and literally march through the streets. You know what I mean? Like we need to do this. And and I, like Jason Burmas is making good points right now, saying that we need to occupy Capitol buildings. You know what I mean? Like we actually need to start rallying and controlling. And, you know, my thing is I'm not I don't, I'm not I don't want to be and I, I don't think I'm even, you know, my bandwidth. I'm not capable of managing that with the shows and the work that we do. But somebody needs to somebody needs to rally behind this, get people, start your groups, take it upon yourself, self-responsibility, because unless we do it, unless we stand up and, and ask, our, you know, why are we still waiting unless we realize that and then it's going to go forward. Right. Even those of us that disagree with it, we're just sitting back. You're right. You know, it's like we need to do something about it. Now is the time. Yeah, I think we do here. I mean, it's only a small country here and it's got so much power for for reasons, bloodline reasons. And the square mile that is is London, um, London city centre is the same as Washington. People don't realise the same as the Vatican. It's it's a sovereign entity itself. It's, it's a country within a country. That place needs to be it needs to be washed out it needs a good rinse out that place is vile and they have their own police force it's a corporate entity it's the met police they they're doing horrific things to people in that in that square mile they have no jurisdiction outside of that square mile people don't even realize that here people are so dumbed down um i'm not saying i know even a slight slightly as much as i need to know but it's 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 about we are waiting stopped. we are waiting for something and as you say we could be here just so we can end it, where do you think we'll be this time next year? Um, your hopes and your fears. Maybe we'll go for your, for your fears first and we'll end it on a good one. Well, I mean, the fears are obvious, right? I mean, the fear is that this will all go the direction that they're telling us, that it's going to end up exactly what they're planning and that regardless of what we do, it's going to happen. But I don't think that's going to happen. My, my belief is that this is going to end in the way that we imagine that, you know, that we want it to. Right, that we manifest this. I believe that Bill Gates will end up being charged for the criminal activity that he's committing, as well as the individuals involved with this, the government, you know, the people, the, the Trumps and the Bidens of the world. I truly believe that. When it's hard to say, but I believe that because I see people waking up to this right now, and the only logical alternative to this rising awareness is complete subjugation. And I just don't understand how that can possibly take place in a world. I mean, there are far. I mean. Let's I mean, I guess I guess let's just boil it down to the fact that that's my belief. And I I truly see that taking place. Isn't it? Is it possible? That I'm wrong. Absolutely. But unless we believe and have, you know, the manifest destiny aspect of this, unless we truly believe that we will beat this and we will stop them, you know, you're telling you're, you're telling yourself that it won't happen. Right. I have a, a great quote that my dad used to always tell me or, a, you know, a, a, a statement phrase that, you know, there's uh, what there's what was the phrase that I think it's there's two ways to get to the top of an oak tree, right? You can sit on an acorn or you can start climbing, right? You can't wait for things to happen to you. It's time. The time is now, right? Because, yeah, sure, that acorn will go and maybe 20 years from now you'll be at the top. But we need to get there now. So now is the time to do something about it. So, guys, where, where, where can they find you, Christian? Where can people find your work? Uh, the last American Vagabond dot com. 
uh, that's the the main place that I recommend anybody go because you could find all the you know right now they're dealing with you know YouTube was just sent which our main channel was censored and so on so as long as you go to the main platform go to the articles you'll find whatever video I put in there BitChute Odyssey whatever but it's always the 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 content that you want to see but right now I would say arguably the best places to go are BitChute for our channel go to Odyssey.com which or library you know, same thing. Those are the best places, but and obviously the main things, which I don't want anybody to use, is Facebook, Twitter, and blah blah blah. You know, but go to thelastamericanvagabond.com. Cheers, Ryan. Thank you for for your time. So, guys, go over to Ryan's website, thelastamericanvagabond.com. We share a lot of the articles from there because they're so well done, well researched, and there's generally a wealth of knowledge. And if someone is looking into this and understands what this is, go and go there and just check out some of the stuff because you'll be absolutely blown away how deep and how you're talking about thousands of years of of it is a conspiracy to do this. This is not an overnight thing. It's an absolute conspiracy over thousands of years. And whether you think that's capable, possible or not, it is. And it has been. And the quicker we kind of wake up to that and realise that actually we don't even know half of what we're... We don't have a clue what we're coming from. And I think that's the biggest thing that's coming out now is that people are going, I actually have no idea what I'm doing on this planet. I don't know what's going on here. The rules of the game... But not what was on the sticker. The box didn't tell me what it was meant to be. This is not what I signed up for. And it isn't what we signed up for. So guys, go and check out um, Ryan's work. Thank you, Ryan, for your time. And I'll speak to you soon. Take care, mate. Hi, guys. Welcome to Glitch in the Code.